the volume. Moneyline Monaco is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? FanDuel Fantasy is an easy-to-use app. Pick a new team every game. Different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level. Contests include full slates and single game contests. Compete for top cash payouts. Unique product features. And compete against your friends in head-to-head matchups. For new users, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd for more info. FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. Let's go. With another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco, Alex Monaco back with you on a Wednesday, fresh off a lock of the day, coming down New York Broadway with it, the Knicks over the Lakers, I felt great about it, I tried to tell you 9-1 as a home favorite, Lakers going against the Nets who are SoCal soft versus Blue Collar, Tommy Tibbs, New York Knicks, and the Knicks blew them out. What else can I tell you? We do a little bit of research. We try to sprinkle in some W's. Also, brutal beat yesterday in Champions League. I tried to give it to you a little same game parlay in FanDuel. We were on the finish line, gallivanting, skipping to my old school and one Lou. Mbappe scores. Both teams to score. And him hitting one in the back of the net. Cashed for two seconds. And then the ref throws up the offsides. And we catch an L. What are you going to do? That brings us to today. And it's not just any podcast. We have special guest... Chris Gronkowski, that's right, one of the Gronk bros, baby, the one and only ice shaker extraordinaire, he is known for his Shark Tank bit, we actually talk about it on the podcast, and we go over Chris's up, and I'm going to say non-down journey in gambling, the dude only cashes W's, we break down his mind, a football mind at that former NFL fullback, giving you his thoughts on everything I ask him in the sports gambling realm. So on that note, it's going to be a shorter podcast today. We're going to get in, little degenerate parlay, degenerate special, throw you my lock, 
and we get into the interview. So Chris Gronkowski, make sure you tune in for that exclusive interview later in the pod. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Thank you to the homies that are doing it. It means the world. Vegas behind us. We're coming for you. Let's go. Do not forget to track my action on the Action Sports Network. All picks posted there. Without further ado, let's get in to our NBA parlay of the day. I'm calling it the degenerate special of your Wednesday And if this doesn't hit, if this NBA parlay doesn't hit, this is as double tap of a Y you could possibly get in the world of NBA Moneyline parlays. Moneyline Monaco with it. And it starts out three-team parlay with the Clippers over the Pistons coming off a back-to-back against the Pacers. Here's the thing. Clip Show played the Pistons with no Kawhi. Just a few days back, beat him by seven. Morris gave you 33. PG gave you 32. Seven guys in double-digit scoring. And I've given you them in a parlay before. And I've told you this. It is the number one reason why I feel they are the perfect first leg of this three-team leg. Moneyline parlay. And that is, they are 9-1 and one on no rest. Put that in your noggin. Sprinkle it in the gambling coffee for this morning. Forget about Doc's load management, baby. It is out the Uncle Phil window, okay? I'm telling you right now, this Clippers team, it doesn't matter looking at the numbers if they have a day off or they don't. They're 9-1. They've lost one time off of no rest. On the whole season, that's remarkable. Are the Pistons going to catch a rare W at home against the Clip Show? No, it's not going to happen. Give me the Clippers, money line, first leg of the three-leg parlay. Let's keep rocking. Second leg. Bulls over the Magic in Chi-Town. And oh my goodness. And oh my goodness, I mean, pick a version of these two teams that you like at the moment. There isn't one. Chicago, three straight L's. In fact, they're 0-8 on the season when they don't score 100. Good news for Chicago betters tonight, though. The Magic on a six-game losing streak haven't put up 100 points and three of their six L's. They're literally trying to lose games. The Magic have given up just under 124 points a game in this six-game skid, and they're not even reaching 100 points. I mean, let's just play a little Jeopardy with Aaron Rodgers hosting. Name five magic. You can't. You can't. Also, Bulls, 10th spot for the NBA play-in tournament game, if you're aware of. They're only one and a half games out of the last seed to qualify. They're trying to win. And if this makes you feel better, they're on a three-game losing streak. They've only lost more than three games in a row one time the whole season. Billy Donovan really tries to get them to somewhat dial in. And they're not playing good basketball right now. But to be honest, 5-31 of 31 against Memphis the other day from three, that won't happen again. I always love saying this. I try not to be too much on this same note. But Vucevic, he's going against the X today 
All right, I mean, this Bulls team, they added Tease, they added Vucevic, they added Brown. This squad should be figuring it out, and guess what? The Bulls defensively only allow 113 points a game. It's 20th in the NBA, but to be honest, if you're saying to yourself, can they get over 100 today against the Magic? Yes, they can. Can they hold the Magic to under that lucky 113 number? Yes, they can. The Magic haven't put up over 100 in three of the last six. I'm telling you, if the Bulls lose this game, money line, if they lose this game, money line, dude, you can catch me selling lemonade, trying my Gary V best to be on my entrepreneur because I'm going to need another income if the Bulls don't win this. I'll take the Bulls in the second leg of the money line parlay. You better believe it, baby. And we'll wrap it up Chick-fil-A to go. Bucks over the T-Wolves who are on a back-to-back having to play yesterday due to the delay and what's going on in Minnesota. I'll take Milwaukee, the number one team in points per game at the moment. That's right. Look it up. Edging out the Nets by a tick. Second most efficient from three-point land. And guess what? They have a rest advantage. And when the Milwaukee Bucks have a rest advantage, the 12-5 and five on the season. And to be honest, I looked at it. I know these two danced before. 139-112 Bucks. Giannis gave you 37-8-8. Eight and eight. Forbes gave you 23 off the bench. Five threes that game. I, I mean, 139-112. If this gets in a shooting contest, the Bucks will win. If it gets in a defensive battle, which it won't, Milwaukee will edge them out. I we can go on a three and nine no rest overall sample size with the T Wolves if you want. This Bucks team ain't losing to the T Wolves today. And so call it, you know, not the most impressive parlay. I'm gonna call it a W because we need a W today. I need a parlay, NBA money line, like I need lunch. Alright? So give me. Ty loose Clippers over the Pistons. Give me Vucevic against the X. Bulls at home over the Magic. Give me the Bucks on the road. Going against the T-Wolves. Heavy hearts at the moment. I just don't see the T-Wolves beating the Bucks. And you know what? This team lost three straight before absolutely making the Magic feel like a G League team. 124-87 the other day. This Bucks team, I mean, this is batting practice today batting practice against the T-Wolves did you see what the Nets did yesterday I I mean they outscored the T-Wolves in every quarter every quarter so that is my degenerate parlay for the day and we move on to my lock of the day without further ado we're going back into the Champions League pot I can't believe it as much as I wanted to fire on Liverpool Real I don't trust Liverpool's defense they're at Anfield we're going to go smart today We're going to go head. We're not going to go heart, which would have been Liverpool. We're going to go on the other Premier League team dancing today. Give me the under in the Man City going to Borussia Dortmund for the second leg of a very big fixture. And I will go under three and a half goals at minus 174 today as my loss. And I don't see it any other way. And I'm going to lean Man City minus 155. Don't get me wrong. 
Dortmund's plus 390 at home to win outright. The draw's plus 330. I'll take City minus 155 just because I don't want to fire on just the under, but my under at 3.5 minus 174 is the lock, and here's why. Man City, okay, there's been nine Champions League matches this tournament. They've allowed a total of two goals. Nine games, nine games, two goals. In fact, looking at a larger sample size, Man City has only given up that number all but two times in the last, wait for it, 35 previous contests. Let me just repeat it. Really really digest this. Man City's given up two goals in nine matches in Champions League alone. But in terms of clean sheets and in terms of even allowing teams to get to the two-goal threshold, they have only allowed that number twice in 35 Pep-managed matches. And they're coming off giving up two goals to Leeds over the weekend and catching an L at home. But you know what? You start looking at the last five, which I like to do in soccer. They only gave up one to Dortmund in the first leg. Then they had a clean sheet against Leicester. Then they had three more shutouts between Everton, Borussia, Gladbach, the other Borussia, and Fulham. So if you're worried about Man City Given up two goals today, there's just no way it'll happen. I have to lean under three and a half. Now, just because four of the last six have been clean sheets for Man City, we got another side of the football to discuss. I, I mean, I don't feel great about Dorman, who's allowed two or more in six of their last seven contests across all competitions. They've only won two of those, which is why... I got to go Man City today. I know it's 2-1 on the fixture, but, and it was a road goal for Dortmund. Let's not forget. So Man City can't park it today. They got to come out firing. But the defense that Dortmund has lacked doesn't have me feeling great. But I watched this match, the first leg with my own two eyes. This was 1-1. Easily could have been a second Dortmund goal. VAR kind of screwed him. Not going to lie. I had Dortmund plus one and a half, by the way, and I cashed and I covered with City on the money line. So I went 2-0 in this match on the first leg, just so you know. But I feel today the correct position to take, despite Dortmund's defense, they know they cannot give up a goal today. They cannot give up a goal today. And Man City looking at their track record, has to find a way to shut out Holland, to shut out anyone, anyone who wants to try it on the German side, spoil a Man City to the Champions League Championship. I see Man City versus PSG coming up as soon as we possibly can in the tournament. It is so clear to me that Man City moves on Man City wins today's match, but most importantly, I don't see four goals happening. I see Dortmund playing the better, better defense in the last eight matches that they've had, given what I've explained to you. 
And I also see City protecting. Four of their last six have been clean sheets. I got to lean under three and a half, and I have to take Man City. And that is the pod before we get into the Chris Gronkowski interview. So, on that note, NBA three-leg parlay money line. Little Man City Dortmund under 3.5. Bada bing, bada boom. Make sure to enjoy the Chris Gronkowski interview. The next time you're watching basketball, I've got the perfect way for you to get in on the action for free. I'm talking about NBA Impact. It's absolutely free to play on the FanDuel app and features all the fun of live betting. NBA Play turns every quarter of every game into a free contest where you can win real cash prizes. So while you're watching the game, all you have to do is predict the outcomes of plays and game props before they happen to claim your share of the prize pool. Best of all, a new contest starts every quarter of every game, giving you more ways to win. FanDuel's exclusive home for NBA Play, so the action is always available right at your fingertips on the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use, and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. And it doesn't matter where you live or where you travel to, because NBA in play is available in every state. Don't miss your shot. Get in the game and download the FanDuel app and start playing NBA in play today. Well, welcome to a special edition of the Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco podcast, Alex Monaco. Fired up to be with my friend, the one and only Chris Gronkowski. We're connected in a couple of ways. First, through the one and only Ice Shaker, which he had, of course, on the famous Shark Tank bit. But Chris, great to see you, man. How are we doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. You got me excited. You got Vegas in the background, man. It's it's a party over here now. Dude, it, it, what is it like when the Gronks take Vegas and have you done it? With all of the brothers. I mean, take me through a Vegas weekend with you guys real quick on a Chris Berman. Yeah, we have. We have for sure. Uh, been to Vegas as a family. And, um, you know, there's an infamous video from it when Rob had the, the the broken, I guess not broken arm. Yeah, it was yeah, it was broken at the time. And um, we were on stage and he gave the stone cold stunner to my older brother with the broken arm. And uh, that's right. He got fined for that one. I believe he got fined by the Patriots for that. So. Uh, that was that was just one of uh, one of many good times in Vegas. Well, when you go there, and, and you've spoke a little bit in your past about having some fun in the gambling world. You got casual gambling. You got sports gambling. I'm on the sports gambling side. When you go to the books, I mean, you've been in the NFL, former fullback, play with the Cowboys, play with the Broncos, a couple other teams. When you go to the book. And you're just looking at a spread. Let's take this past Super Bowl or or maybe not this that exact game because your brother was in it. But when you're just looking at a casual spread of an NFL game, how do you look at that number versus the casual gambler like myself who is 5'10", a buck 60 soaking wet and didn't play in the NFL? Yeah, man. So I, I, I was pretty into it, especially right after I was done playing. Uh, I felt like I had an edge. I did really well, actually, um, for a couple of years. Right after I started playing, but I, I look more at the injury reports. I look more at the matchups and um, even coaching. Uh, you know, coaches versus coaches is usually a good indicator as well. But um, you know, one of my favorite things to look at was injury report, and, and what no one puts any attention to at all is the offensive line. Uh, you know, if you have three or four guys that are hurt on the offensive line, that's a huge game changer, man. That means uh, it's going to be tough to run the ball. It's going to be tough to throw the ball as well. Your quarterback's going to be uncomfortable the whole game. So. 
Uh, there's been times where I've seen three or four offensive linemen you know, out uh, on, on the injury report, and I just hammered those lines and um, almost always a winner, man. So if no one really pays attention to them. They look at the superstars. They look at the receivers. Uh, you know, They look at the running backs, but they're not really paying attention to the linemen as much as they should be. Well, I, it's fascinating, Chris, because so many coaches who go on sports talk radio and, and discuss the the game of football, it's always mentioned by the coaches and the players, really, but you just don't hear it in gambling that the game is won and lost in the trenches. I mean, so when you're looking at that Bucks Chiefs, minus three Kansas City line, you know Schwartz is out, you know Fisher's out, the center is going through a COVID haircut sitch. I mean, I felt like Vegas cappers were duping us and luring us into thinking, oh, the Chiefs are supposed to win this. I was on the Bucks the whole week, the whole podcast. I mean, were you laughing at that line as well, knowing very well what you just said? Bad. I, I, see, I didn't with, – with betting my brother, especially big games, I don't want to jinx it. Plus, I feel like, you know, if, if I did put something nice in and, and I won some big money, they kind of just be like, hey, man, this isn't fair. <laughs> but that's definitely not the case at all. I mean, um, I, I thought the Bucks were were going to crush them. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a blowout. I thought it was going to be a pretty good game still. But um, yeah, I, I don't like to jinx big games. I'd rather get a win than somehow, uh, you know, in my mind, feel like I jinxed it somehow by putting a ton of money on one side, uh, you know, with my brother playing. So I, I usually stay away from those games for the most part. I don't usually bet, um, you know, stuff like his over under, anything like that. I just feel like it brings bad luck. Do you feel like when you're looking at, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're looking at the spreads and, and I've heard the weather's a factor. I know you mentioned coaching, you yeah. mentioned injury yeah. reports. I mean, you're from Buffalo. I mean, I, I know you mentioned you don't touch over-unders too much, but is there ever a time where you'll look at it outlier like the weather or any other exterior factor? Like, if you could give me something either inside the locker room that a player would know that a, that a gambler wouldn't, I would love to hear you speak on that. I've seen a couple times, man, where um, I know it was, it was a year or two ago where there's a hurricane coming through and there's a bunch of college games being played. And uh, it, it was insane, man, because they didn't change the lines and, you know, no one could even run the – you couldn't even run the ball, let alone throw the ball. And the games ended up being like 14-7 or like, you know, no one could kick a field goal, so it was only touchdowns allowed. And one of the touchdowns was actually from the the snapper uh, or the center just over-snapping it um, and throwing it into the end zone. But that's huge, man. Weather's weather's big. You know, if you're going to have really bad weather, that's big. Um, heat is too. Um, I look at heat, and, and you can see this a lot with New England going to Miami every year. Every year they went to Miami, Miami, you know, if they were good or they were bad, it didn't really matter. But, you know, if you go late in the year to Miami and you've been playing in New England the whole year, that's tough. You know, it's hard to breathe there. And they say Denver is a huge advantage. I thought the hardest place I ever played was a, a preseason game in Miami. So that, that's cool. Well, that's cr that's fascinating you mentioned that because we all know, I mean, Tom's record, they would always go over it in, in December Florida games. And it's just like – I always thought like they're just they're they're dealing with the town and they're setting up the the promoters to make sure that the boys have a little fun Saturday night. You know, the, the things that, of course, the cappers can't mention either. But like, I don't know. If that's fascinating. You met, you mentioned that. So actually, Miami is a difficult place to play just weather wise. I think so. It's humid, man. It's super humid. And um, I remember the first time I ran down, I was covering our kick, just kickoff coverage. And I was gassed, man. Just uh, that was probably the the toughest game for me to play um, in my NFL career was was a game in Miami. 
it was just day game. You know, that the rain comes in and out. It's super, super humid. And that's just, it's tough to breathe in that stuff. That's fascinating. Well, I got to talk to you about uh, yesterday's headline. Of course, everyone's talking about it. Jules, a teammate of your brothers, of course, calling him the, the one and only infamous squirrel. Uh, not to be confused with the Ice Age squirrel getting the nut, but he, your brother spoke very highly of him. Three-time cha- Super Bowl champ, one-time Super Bowl MVP. I mean, FanDuel threw up a, a little fun one on, on will he make the Hall of Fame or not, and it was close, you know, plus 120, minus 130, yes or no. If you had to, I mean, everyone's throwing in their two cents. I, I mean, again, the numbers regular season aren't far and away, you know, from, from guys that haven't gotten in yet, but – Three-time Super Bowl champ, one-time Super Bowl MVP. What, where do you factor in Jules to to the to Kane? Yeah, man. I mean, I think he makes it. You you don't see someone you know, get a, a Super Bowl MVP over Tom Brady, right? And that's like that's like impossible. So Amazing. the fact that he was able to get that, um, you know, with Tom Brady as a quarterback, is just it's amazing to see, man. That just it's above and beyond, you know, a brother scores two touchdowns in the last Super Bowl. And I'm like, there's still no chance he's becoming MVP unless he gets another <laughs> one or two, you know, you got to have a, just an absolute insane year, uh, insane season to, to get that kind of stuff done. So um, I think he makes it. I think he makes it for sure. And um, oh, he's, he's a tough player, man. Some of those games that's just taking hits, man, and uh, just delivering hits, too. It was cool to see, especially at his size. So uh, huge props to him, man. He uh, came in as a quarterback and left as a beast man so that was that was pretty cool to see i want to take a second to plug the uh the phenomenal business yeah. ice shaker i got i got one right here you're dapping cheers, baby. cheers <laughs> baby uh dude just take us real quick because that's like the biggest all-time shark tanks pitch slash landing cuban and a rod of all time i mean you bring in the bros you do a little flip cup who had the geniusness to do that was that quarterback by you who was the offensive coordinator yeah. going into that yeah. business pitch yeah, that was that was me, man. I, I had to just make up all kinds of BS to get the flip cup into because you know, it's ABC. You can't promote drinking games, right? So um, you know, that's brilliant. Look at you finding the <laughs> Belichick loophole in the game, baby. Yeah, I told him it was to rehydrate after big games. You know, we play some flip cup to rehydrate after after a football game, but oh, wow. um, you know, played it off. They said never again will that ever happen on ABC. So. It was a one and done, man. We got it done, and um, it worked. It loosened up the room. I think it helped close the deal as well. So uh, great, great strategy, man. Sometimes you got to bend the rules a little bit. We did. We got it done. It all worked out, and it's been a great run since. And and it's a phenomenal product. I mean, literally, you're not joking when you're talking about kitchen stainless steel on the internal. I mean, I'm I'm not even just sitting here like I'm on TV promoting something. This is legitimately – I mean, you know how the – protein shakes go at your various, you know, shops, whatever. They, they smell worse than a locker room after three times. And this pup, this puppy isn't smelling. We're good to go. I, I, I could take this on a bumble date. Yeah, oh, man. I'd love to see the pics, man. You got to get a video. <laughs> little picnic with the ice shaker posted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then you just, yeah, yeah. You turn it around. We'll engrave it on there, man. You can put a little saying on there, you know, kind of get your number. No, no, it's a great product. I mean, literally, you got you bring it to the field, bring it to workouts, the gym. It, it's a it's a perfect shake. What do you? What's your go to Gronk protein or a healthy shake that you could? Sh- How do I get muscles like you? Basically, is is what I'm, <laughs> I, I'm what I'm asking. <laughs> and I usually hit a shake a day. I don't get too crazy. Usually, it's just you know uh, powder and water for the most part. Shake it up, good to go. But 
just easy on the go. But yeah, man, it's it's been good. It's not just shaker bottles. We have a, a jug coming. Uh, it was actually requested by Rob last year. So hopefully the whole Bucks team uh, picks one up or I'll, I'll give them all one if I need to. But, um, you know, it's hot there. Um, they, they've been asking for a bigger bottle. So we got this one gallon coming and Rob just called me uh, two days ago. He's like, where's that one gallon at, man? I asked you for it last year. So uh, we should stop. have that in June. And, and I bet a bunch of the players will be using it for offseason training. That's amazing. And just on the Bucks note, I mean, to to see your brother and Tom go to a, a squad and instill just a culture in in a blink on a no offseason traditional training camp, just one off of a COVID year. Like, do you think what your brother and Tom did, like, did they change the football culture in terms of just almost taking like a college basketball? Like, let me just go to a school for a year, Carmelo out, win a ring. Maybe I'll bounce to another. Like, what, what do you think we'll call this past year? And do you think they changed the game? Like in terms of quarterbacks in their older years, like uh, an elder guy, like a Rogers, will he want to go do that? Take a hometown discount and try and build with a Rob and a key piece and, and familiar foe and this and that. I mean, I just find it fascinating that they want it all in one year. Yeah, man. No, I call that, um, you know, something that's probably never going to happen again. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I mean, that's, that was tough, especially, I mean, if there was an off season that, that would have been different, but you could see early on, man, no one knew what was going on. No one was on the same page. There was no chemistry. Uh, it, it took a while to figure out. They went into the bye week, what, seven and five. They were, you know, the 14th best record in the NFL. And then all of a sudden it finally clicked. They got that chemistry. It all started coming together. But that takes time, man. So uh, it doesn't matter how good you are. It, it's still, it's really hard. And, and Peyton did it. You know, it took Peyton two years to do it. Um, you know, he was able to surround himself by an amazing team that, you know, they maxed out the salary cap to get it done. But um, it, it can be done. I just don't think in a situation like that with no off season, all that, you know, that was insane. You know, you don't see something like that happen. And, um, you know, that was amazing. It was amazing to see. So I think it's going to be tough to duplicate no matter who you are. Um, and as a quarterback and, and other players as well, have to be able to take less as well. Like they have to come in and be willing to take less money, which you know, that's tough to do, man. That's that hurts your ego a little bit too. Do you think that like it affects the locker room? I'm without going too much into it, not just you know talking talking about in 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 the fraternity of the locker room. Like when Dak takes the most he can take, uh, do you think that that like has the opposite of the Brady effect? Are we going to watch teams give? asinine amounts of money to quarterbacks and then watch them go eight and eight, nine and seven and never win. I, I think so, man. It, it's tough. It, it's tough. How do you keep your other superstars around? How do you keep them happy when one guy is making so much more than everyone else? So I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you saw it with Baltimore after they won the Super Bowl, they lost all their superstars. You know, they, they never, you know, Flacco made all this money, but you know, no one else did and they kind of just fell apart. So uh, yeah, it's tough, man. In, in it does build a culture, like you were saying. Um, you know, you could see they, the the Bucks signed back all twenty two of their starters. You know, that never happens. You know, you always, especially after you won a Super Bowl, everyone wants to get paid big money. So it's incredible. Uh, it's incredible. It's just you know they're willing to do whatever they need to to win. You know, you know that's that's the mindset there now. It's not about how much money can I make. You know, it's now about how can I help the team and how can I win another Super Bowl. You have like an all time 
Gronk brothers in the backyard kid story for like you guys just got a couple of all stats, couple of beasts, a couple of tight ends, couple of guys with hands. What, what was it like, like dancing in the, in the backyard with no pads, all five of you? I mean, that's just tremendous. Like you got any all time two on twos or all time quarterback stories for me? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So we had the, I guess the four of us were all two years apart, and then the youngest brother was four years from Rob. So we're all within 10 years, but, you know, the first four were pretty close, man, like within, you know, a year and a half or two years apart. So we always had two-on-two battles. And, um, you know, they'd be, you know, mini sticks in the basement. We'd take, like, the little memorabilia sticks that are, like, you know, they're tiny, but we go and, like, get on our knees and, and play hockey with them instead and, you know, <laughs> big checks, all that as well. And then um, that was always ended up in a fight every time. But we play in the backyard, too, and, we had a little backyard, had a fence. We played backyard baseball is what we called it. But, you know, you could throw the ball at the player to get him out. So, oh, that's that's yeah. the Gronk way, baby. Little dodgeball, dodge, duck, dodge, duck, son. So, yeah, like you could steal whatever you wanted. To. Like the rules were amazing, man. Like you could do whatever you want. But, you know, if you got the ball thrown at you, it was an out because you, know, you only had two people. So, you know, we'd fire it at each other, too, and, you know, leave welts. And, you know, that always turned into a brawl, too. But, man, that was every day. That was all day, every day. We are that house where everyone came to. All of our friends came over. So it wasn't just us five. It was us five plus, like, you know, each of us had one or two friends over as well. So it was a party awesome. house, man. I love it, man. Well, a couple, couple more uh, for you, then I'll let you get out of here. Just we got Vegas behind me. <laughs> Let, let's say we're at the book, you know, a little Mandalay Bay, whatever. Like, what's your favorite? Are you a parlay guy? Like, when you were when you were dancing, I know, obviously, you got you to gotta keep it somewhat casual here. But, like, what, what's your favorite style? Do you? Do you have any memorable all-time wins or losses on that note as well? Yeah, for sure. So, um, man, I'm I'm, a, I'm more of a live line or half line guy. So, you know, you I could love take, it. Yeah, I mean, the book's got weeks and weeks, or I mean, usually a week to set the line, and then um, you know, you got a half line coming. They got what ten minutes, twelve minutes to set it. You know, it gives you an advantage there. Um, I also like watching live and you know, seeing some someone go down or, or something big happen, and hammering you know whatever whatever side I thought had the benefit at that point. So, um, you know, if, if a quarterback goes out or backup comes in, something like that, you know, great time to hammer. Um, if a couple big plays happen and the lines becomes extremely skewed to one way because of, you know, a pick six or a fumble to the house or anything like that, great time to, to hammer the other side because it all comes back, man. Uh, you know, when they set the line at three, it usually ends up close to three. So, you know, when one team goes up by 14 to start the game, you know it's usually going to at least get get closer for the most part. Uh, so that's that's my um, way of batting. I, I hated taking the game before it even started because, man, sometimes teams just come out slow, and, and you could see. Can it. you can you as a former athlete can you tell in in within half a quarter a quarter in the NFL if a team's just off? Yeah, you can for sure. Uh, sometimes, especially the quarterback, man, when he's just missing throws and overthrowing them for no reason, you're like, man, he's just a, a little bit off today. Uh, I like to, again, watch the line as well. You know, sometimes when you watch the line, if you see a team just blowing guys off the ball and, and they're running the ball with, you know, basically three, four or five yards every single time with, with you know, really no effort at all, that's that's a huge sign that they're going to continue to run. If you could run the ball, you could throw the ball well as well. And, um, you know, you're probably going to win the game. I love it, man. I'll, I'll get you out of here on this, obviously, from a great fam family, great team um, in, in the Gronks. At Rob being a part of just – 
one of the greatest leaders of sports of all time. Anything that, that Rob's ever shared from a, a Tom leadership perspective that you've taken into your own coaching on your team with Ice Shaker or anything with your kids? I know your father as well. Like any leader of men thing you can give me to try and go run through this virtual wall behind me <laughs> on our way out. <laughs> man. Uh, man, I, I mean, I know he's, he's definitely taken some of uh, like his training and, and diet tips. Uh, for sure. But um, yeah, man, he's, he has a good relationship with him. I've never personally met Tom. So, um, you know, I, I can't say too much on that front, but um, seems like they have a, a great relationship now. I know, I know it was a little tough at first, man. It was a little tough love when he first got there and um, you know, you have to, you have to know what you're doing. And that's part of it with, with any great leaders, they're going to let you know, um, you know, that, that you need to be on the same page and you need to know your responsibilities. And if you don't, you're not going to play. So um you know, that's, that's, that's a part of it as well. And I, I think he saw that a little bit early on. I don't know if that was necessarily from Tom or, or Belichick or the whole organization or what, but uh, yeah, man, it, it's, it's been, it's been cool to see. I think their relationship has really blossomed too. And they have a lot of respect for each other now. And you can see they're having a lot of fun together too. I was so hyped when your brother cashed the first touchdown scored in, in the Super Bowl. just phenomenal Walton and Gronk spike. Yeah. Phenom- <laughs> What's scarier to play against where, like, your brother's having fun talking a little ish? Like, Joey Bosa, I'm always blown away where, like, the guy literally will call himself an animal and then, like, ask about gummy bears five seconds later, like, in between snaps. I'm like, dude, this guy's cr-. – they call him Joey Big Bear. I'm like, dude, what's scarier for you? Like, a guy that's literally wants to rip your Bobby Boucher head off or he's going to rip your head off, but then he's going to ask, how, like, how are the kids in between snaps? Like, what's scarier to you from a, a, gl- a gladiator perspective? I, I had one play. I had a guy do that against like, – he did it against me, and um, it just threw me off, man. Like, we, we would hit in the, in the hole, and, you know, right after the play, he, you know, he would be like, hey, man, great hit. And I'm like, oh, is he messing with me now or what? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so it, it was like this thing where you're like, man, it's like you know, this guy being cool or like he's trying to mess with me or like, you know, was he joking on that hit or, you know, that hit suck or like, man, what's going on right now? So that was first time someone did that to me. And, and I don't think he was doing it to to mess with my head or anything. I think he was just, you know, a cool dude. And I just had respect for, for the position. But, uh, you know, you don't see that much. So like Andrew Luck gets laid out and he's like, hey, man, nice hit, brother. It's like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, so – yeah, you, you just don't expect that. So when it first happened to me, I was definitely thrown off by it. It was it was a little weird and, and got into my head a little bit. So, it, you know, if you're trying to get into people's heads, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, no, well, dude, that's what's up, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on with me, Chris Gronkowski, Ice Shaker. Check them out. Check out the Ice Shaker. I'll be, I'll be jamming and, and good beats and bad beats drinking out of this to get me through it. <laughs> At Chris Gronkowski, of course, on on all the socials. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm going to just call you the live line assassin, man. If I catch you in the same zip code as me behind me, we might have to have a little fun at the books. Drinks on me. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'll get you some good, uh, you know, some, some good good tips, man. I'll get you some. No, good I, tips. I appreciate it. I appreciate. It. You already see me yelling. I'm I'm up now. Na- Jewish Italian froze up naturally, baby. We go to Vegas. It's about to be on. And that about does it. Big shout out to Chris Gronkowski coming on the podcast. Can't thank him enough. Make sure to check out Chris on IG. Follow the Ice Shaker, the one and only Ice Shaker. Got it right here, baby. How we doing? Thank you, Chris, for coming on. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Follow my picks on action. Everything at the volume sports. Alex Monaco. Don't forget to hug your mother. I'm out.